0: Transmitting to you from Old Hearts Radio.
1: progress oh it's a it's a real bass line real slow bass (laughs) stanky bass stanky bass
0: stanky legs stanky bass all right (laughs) it's it's uh it's a matinee edition it's (laughs) it's, you know things are things are great i suppose I, i i let me tell you this story i'll probably get i'll probably get in trouble if uh anybody any any of my bosses are listening but i today oh. today at work so there's this couple that comes in and they're always fucking off about the masks right so every time yeah. they come in they're like those like they're like kind of like a snooty church looking couple like they always look like they're, they're like uppity at, as fuck it. and they're looking down on you and uh probably so
1: negligible in, tippers yeah
0: Yeah, they're out. Yeah, they're dickish. And so they come in and almost every single time it's either Saturday or Sunday. Sunday they're dressed up and they're looking looking in their duds, you know, because they just got out of church or whatever. Um today they come in and as usual they don't have masks. And I go, Hey, if you guys need some masks, uh, we got some in the basket. And uh, you know, so they grab some masks. And, you know, they do that whole thing where they take forever to put put them on. Then they don't put them on. Right. So, right. you know, then I go, I have to go back up and go, hey, would you guys mind uh, wearing those masks properly? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then they do. And then so by the time they got through their order and their drinks were made, they're walking uh, towards the door. And right as they're exiting, the door's open. The dude's about to walk out. I go really loudly. I think that guy just
1: farted. <laughs> 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 and like two or three people looked his way and i was just like gotcha <laughs> i just started oh fucking laugh, laughing under my breath and walked off oh that's incredible <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> it was it was satisfying <laughs> it makes me so happy to work in a place now where my boss was like Somebody's being a dick about not wearing a mask. Just don't give them their, don't make anything for them. <laughs> just tell them to leave. Oh, yeah. And there's a dude, there's a dude that's been coming by every once in a while. And he took it. He, he always, fuck, we have we put a little sign. It's like, means we accept Apple Pay. Mm. We, we, we put a little <laughs> sign. says, Please use Apple Pay with your password. And I'd called him out a few times before. And then I saw him a few times and he wasn't being a piece of shit or anything. Hmm. and he um but today he pulled down his mask again my coworker is like hey would you mind uh just pulling up your mask and just using the password function and he's like it doesn't work and i to which i go it it it, it works man it works unless you forgot your password on your own phone yeah (laughs) and and then he like just starts getting all angry and he walks away but comes and grabs his stuff and then starts walking around without a mask like our rule is like go sit down when you're eating your shit wear a mask yeah. if you're just chilling out you don't you don't need to If you're walking around wear a mask please yeah and i just like looked at my coworker. i'm like if we ever see that guy again we're not we're gonna just throw him fucking out we're gonna throw him out he's in all the time and he's always a piece of shit and he never tips so why should he come
0: yeah like that's what I mean. It's like, honestly, you like, you can just go take your business somewhere else. And I know that sound like, it it, it's almost sounds like it, it almost sounds entitled, but you're thinking about like, yeah, like one, like one or two customers who spend three or four bucks, you know, and yeah. sure it stacks up for small, like a small business, but sometimes it's like. And I've told this, I've told this to my coworkers about certain customers. I'm like, yo, dude, like I would gladly put like that three or four bucks for their drink out of my yeah. pocket to not deal with them every day.
1: You dude, know, I, it, I'm <laughs> in that camp too. You know, it's like, it's not worth it. Yeah. I think there's a, there's a friend of mine up here in Tacoma that opened a restaurant. He was like trying to, he was thinking about like, oh, what am I going to do with like people coming to not wear a mask?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I was like, just don't serve them. Just, just yeah. tell them tell them to go somewhere else if they're being a pain about it because so you're just filtering out people you wouldn't want coming anyway.
0: Yeah, you're you're establishing a client base, you know. Yeah, exactly. And and the
1: you people know that's what you want coming by are gonna love the fact that you said no to those
0: people. Yeah. And you know what? Like I will say this to the credit of the place I work, they are very concerned. Like they are really, like sh- like yeah. to, shockingly to me, like Likewise. very concerned with like how we are getting treated in this situation. You know what I mean? Good. Like last time we had a meeting about it, it was, you know, the one of the focuses was like we don't want to make any moves, uh, like safety protocol wise, if we think that like customers are going to be like nasty to you know, you guys, if they're going to be mistreating you all. And I was like, it's, it's great to have support like that because you have to, you definitely have to, like you, you were just saying like, you don't want to have to like kick customers out, but like these days people are being really fucking ornery and they're just not like, they all of a sudden don't want to respect like rules that individual businesses have. And so, you know, it's sort of like, damn dude, you do have to like be a little cutthroat and it's, Anyway, we're not here to talk too much about okay. customer service. Welcome to Matt and
1: coffee, coffee rant at the beginning of an <laughs> Old Heart Radio podcast.
0: Dude, it's bound to happen, man. It's, it's not, bound to tell. happen. It's fucking unavoidable.
1: <laughs> That's it, hot dogs. Yeah. If you're uh, going into a cafe, make sure to buy something. Make sure you tip your barista and wear a fucking mask. Please, for the love of God.
0: Just do it.
1: Treat people with <laughs> kindness. That's yeah, all. man. Yeah, it's us fuck It's been brutal. Yeah. So, how do we usually start this show?
0: Ooh, I think we might have. uh,
1: Hell yeah!
0: So (laughs)
1: it's a gaming minute, man. It's a gaming minute. Uh, Maybe that should be maybe. So I got two things this week. Number one, Pokemon Legends came out. Mm, Keep it short mm. and quick. I'm not remotely close to finishing it, but it's like they've opened Pandora's box with this game it's what breath of the wild was to the to the legend of zelda franchise oh, wow. but to pokemon
0: okay. wow
1: it's like not on the grand scale of breath of the wild but it's such a leap forward from the from a game design perspective
0: mm-hmm.
1: that if they're if what they're saying is true and this is going to be like a spin-off franchise no one's gonna fucking play the old version
0: yeah that's that was what i was wondering about yeah. this i was like i was like this is gonna make some of the old gameplay obsolete people completely. are just just gonna want this from now on which isn't i, mean, I don't like, think bad if the, if the capability is there
1: it's like trimmed the fat in every way and like just given more of what people wanted and making it more robust in like the areas that it should be and just completely stripped everything that's not necessary yeah like battles don't teleport you off to a re- to like generic arena you know yeah yeah it's it's like just where you're standing you throw a pokeball your pokemon comes out battle wow. music starts playing nice 10 seconds tops rather than like a 30 second loading screen and that's sort of the theme of it it's like they were it's like they went and they were like what are the parts that people like mm-hmm. and they just doubled down on that well, and then they good. put it it's it's good and I mean like and I mean like it doesn't look especially good I'm playing it I have the switch Lite, so it's like the handheld one and Kate's playing it on the normal switch okay you very quickly be, get beyond the graphical fidelity there are some moments where I'm like this doesn't look good but the gameplay loop is so fun and so engaging that it just fades into the background
0: hell yeah I mean I figured it's like you know as you were describing it and, and whatnot like I figured it was gonna be. One of those things, like where, you know, the graphics are going to kind of be, you know, negligible. It will be something like whatever. I'm used to it by now, and and yeah, yeah, because the gameplay sounded so different and involved, and exactly. So you know, yeah, that's not your fucking focus. (laughs) Like your focus. I mean, and
1: and here's here's the thing, like like the the graphics. It only applies in this case to like the skybox and like the ground textures, but all the like character design. And the actual like like the Pokemon design is clean and they look good. So it's it's not like the actual like character designs look like shit. It's just the like the atmosphere is very mediocre. Yeah. But that you're not really paying that much attention to it in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah. I mean that's fair. And I mean keeping the characters looking fresh, like that that alone is just like more important. Boom. Yeah, that's that's a far more important aspect, though. Exactly.
1: It's it's that's the thing they had to nail and they did. So and I'm really enjoying it. I keep playing it in the other room right now while we're recording the podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> so, wow. yeah. What,
0: what's the other? What's the other aspect of the Gaming Minute?
1: Other aspect of the Gaming Minute. Also, I will give a more thorough review because probably next week I will be done with the game. I'm maybe like yes. halfway through right now. Oh wow! Okay. Um, other aspect of the Gaming Minute. The acquisitions continue. Mm. This week, Sony bought Bungie.
0: Yeah, dude, the original and, makers of Halo.
1: So, but what's crazy about this is that whoever Bungie had negotiating, mm-hmm. it's it's the terms are like nothing we've seen in gaming before.
0: It's more oh, of a
1: funding partnership rather than an acquisition and like a profit-sharing partnership. Interesting. There's there's no exclusivity. Bungie will still be self-publishing. They're not going under Sony Gaming. They're going to stay multi platform. Nice. And they're going to have complete creative agency. Wow, dude. What the fuck? So That's it's not, wild. And like, essentially, like, obviously, Destiny is on four platforms. People freaked out, including myself. I'm an Xbox player. And they very quickly came out and were like, nothing is changing. This is just a, essentially a funding decision. Like, we're going to yeah. be able to make more stuff. We're going to be able to employ more people. And, Sony will get some of the money for that, but that's okay. And I was like, whoever was negotiating for him deserves a fucking raise. (laughs) Give give them some of that Sony money because that's, it's, it, nobody's seen something like this. It it's completely like aside from whatever we've seen.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, that's, that's wild. That's huge. Like, especially in light of like what, like the other, you know, just kind of went on. Like this is such a far more preferable way. Of exactly partnering up you know what i mean yeah uh, that's so fucking cool i didn't know the details of it too much i was first i was just like and i'm sure you know my reaction was like the same internet reaction people were just like the war continues <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it, yeah
1: i know but it's like sort of almost antithetical to that narrative
0: well it's almost like sony waited sony saw the reactions and like you know and things happening with that they probably like i wonder if they readjusted aspects of their negotiation and yeah this had to have also been like in conversation when the announcements of the other two were made
1: i think like an insider said that there had been talks happening for like six to eight months that yeah okay fair enough um, and yeah yeah and what's crazy is like i would what i would expect it was like okay they're going to keep destiny multi-platform Mm-hmm. But then Bungie has like confirmed they're expanding their studio. They're opening another subsidiary studio, of Bungie Netherlands, which is weird. Well, wow. and they're gonna—they have two new uh, IPs coming. They have two wholly new franchises on the way. And okay. I was like, those are probably going to be console exclusive. Then those are going to be just PlayStation games. But no, even they even said that even the new IPs aren't going to be exclusives. And Sony isn't even getting any, like, timed exclusivity. Huh. So it's really just, like, a, sort of, it's, like, on Sony's end, it's this sort of, like, corporate, not really control, but, like, this is in the pocketbook. This is on the balance sheet. Yeah. Thing. Rather than, and then on Bungie's side, they've managed to get, essentially, limitless funding from Sony. And okay. while retaining their creative agency. Like in terms of how that differs from Activision and Microsoft is like Microsoft is absorbing Activision. Like it's going to be Xbox game studios and Activision is going to essentially dissolve and into its separate studios.
0: Yeah. It's like when Disney
1: bought LucasArts. Exactly. That's a good one. But it's like if the thing with Sony and Bungie is like if Disney bought LucasArts and was just like, you guys don't have to be like held by our corporate standards at all. You can yeah. just keep doing whatever you want.
0: Yeah. Well, because like, I mean, I guess that's a good example just because like, like literally, I don't know if you recall this, like literally like there was a big deal where Disney acquired it and then completely gutted it and dissolved yeah. it, like eliminated all the jobs. And that's, and that's what I mean. Like you see us moves like that. And like, I'm, I'm grateful that Sony seemed to have like chosen a different fucking path, you know? Cause this, yeah. this is like, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna, I feel like when, when big gaming studios get absor- absorbed, like, like they have, like, like we've been seeing recently, yeah, like it's gonna diminish certain creativities in a way because yeah. then, because then control happens from one direction and yeah. you know, this seems like it'll, it'll be, you know, ha- hands off and like more open and kind of how the studio has been operating. So, yeah,
1: I mean like, and I think there is some, I have to give credit where credit's due take like both Sony and Microsoft at least in recent transactions when they've mm. like bought a studio outright or it's usually after licensing a game seeing that the game does well and then they buy them and they're like just do what you did you know like Insomniac yep. with Spider-Man is a good example oh, dumb. they there are a bunch of interviews from Insomniac saying that like oh yeah Sony just we made the first Spider-Man then they bought the studio mm. and they just told us keep making good games hell yeah like and just don't have any work culture problems that we don't have to step in on and it's like it's the That's next fair. step in that and i hope that this normalizes that like stuff can be released on multiple platforms even if like i, I hope that this is ending console exclusivity to a point like halo is yeah. never going to be on a sony machine mm-hmm. but i i hope that like some of the lesser known or the lesser played console exclusives that like psychonauts got nominated for game of the year halo infinite didn't get nominated at the game awards this year like but psychonauts did jack black did the entire fucking score for that game and it's an xbox exclusive that made zero money like it it broke even at best and it's making money now in game pass and that's the only reason it's relatively successful so it's yeah i mean like you exactly like maybe that type of stuff can benefit from being like yeah, throw it on Switch, throw it on PS5. Yeah. Like it's all going back into Microsoft's pocket anyway. I think that's sort of it. Sony is now benefiting from Xbox, Stadia, and PC buyers buying Destiny now.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, I mean, it's all a good point because it's just, uh, I don't know. I mean, they're just kicking it. It sounds like essentially they're just going to be kicking forward money in order yeah. to get returns. And so, you know. I mean, like, even
1: now I'm thinking of that, The Last of Us and God of War just launched on PC like a month ago. They, they dropped the exclusivity for just the PS5 and they're, they're putting it on PC as well now. Damn. Fine by me, man.
0: Yeah. You're going to get more people buying it. That's all that's, all that's going to happen. Like, that's you all, know,
1: And this is the one time when corporate interests and the interests of the people playing the games line up relatively because yeah. people playing good games aren't going to give a shit who made them. You no, had the just, same talk. with just movies. want to play them. You <laughs> had the same talk with movies. There's yeah. no, nobody fucking cares if what you make is good, you know? No.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like it's, yeah, it's just the nature of like how people digest entertainment now, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's just fact. Uh, I, I, so yeah, that that's fucking interesting though. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't realize the the details on that acquisition.
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's what makes it so fascinating. It, mm-hmm. it w- I would sort of just like brush it off as like fuck. Here's another like corporate acquisition, but the details really make it an interesting story. And uh, listeners, if you're interested and potentially want updates about Bungie's upcoming titles like Destiny Two to Witch Queen coming in three weeks or so mm-hmm. make sure to follow old heart radio on spotify on instagram and in the twitter spaces and on youtube uh, i mean you're just talking about some interesting stuff on that end yeah maybe you'll be able to see our faces eventually Ooh, now there's uh, a
0: dangerous thought
1: that's disgusting <laughs> um but yeah oh oh also while we're here and uh, uh plugging stuff Make sure to check out under further review. I just listened to the episode uh partially yeah. from yesterday. We're recording this uh, Saturday, the fifth. Mm-hmm. But um I listened to part of the episode yesterday. You got your obligatory Devon Towns and dunk in there. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs>
0: It's always, you know, it's always gonna be a good podcast if there's a slam on Devin Townsend.
1: It'd been a few weeks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it had Caleb. We Caleb got easy. Caleb got off easy, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Fuck. But uh in on the note of uh, corporate synergy and mm. uh Lucasfilm in particular. We're <laughs> we talking about Star Wars.
0: Oh yes, dude. We have to talk about that most recent episode. Oh, a lot look happened. At Fett, dude oh, oh, yeah. Second We're,
1: episode in a row where at least this time we saw Boba Fett, but he didn't talk.
0: Yeah. And you know, like again, set, yeah, like second episode where it it you know had way more of a Mandalorian feel. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Nobody's like yeah, it I, you, me. it's one of those things like across the board, everybody's like acknowledging, but being like no, it's care. so good, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so it was really cool, man. But we have a really specific, like, it, like interaction and and thing that we follow the Mandalorian doing, and it's fucking, yeah. it's the heart and soul of this episode, really. And, Absolutely. Uh, and but what what is that like? What how do we like? Where do we pick up with the Mandalorian in this
1: episode? Well, he's going, he's going to find Grogu, which yeah. I thought was going to be like a cutaway thing. You know, like to see it briefly. Then maybe comes back to Boba, but you get to see him visit Luke training Grogu. It's
0: fucking nuts. Like I did not picture. Like I, I thought at best, like once he gets to the planet because you know rolling up in that sweet and slick starfighter, you ah. know, uh, he gets he's like unloads and, and immediately runs into R two D two which was fucking yeah, e- oh epic god. in itself i was like r2's there and you know like when you know he's leading him through the 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 area you get this vibe of like oh my god like are we gonna see luke or maybe there's just yeah. gonna be like a you know a cloaked figure or something like i didn't think they were gonna go nearly as
1: extensive with it as they did so uh the Luke thing was interesting yeah. Because Mark what- Hamill, once again, was on set consulting for all that and doing some capture himself. Mm. But um, they did, the, they, Lucasfilm hired a dude that did a deep fake, like fixing of uh, Mandalorian season two, Luke. Mm. And he's now running their facial uh, mapping stuff.
0: That's awesome. I also heard were- read cool that- story. I also read that none of the dialogue was recorded by, by Mark Hamill. It was all a like put together by an AI or whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I mean, but that's the thing, dude, like, you know, a very, I don't know, very like small pockets of people. I feel like are, are being like, Oh, what's up with that CGI. But when I was watching every single goddamn scene with Luke Skywalker, I was like, Holy shit. Look at how fucking good the CGI has gotten.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: like, like there is no way even like five years ago you'd be like that they would be able to replicate somebody i mean like look at look at the, some of the early versions of this like like fucking like young tarkin. young charles xavier dude like who looks like his place his oh. face is made out of fucking plastic you know like even like,
1: even, even tarkin and rogue one like five years ago
0: yeah dude exactly like it was it was like passable but rough still yeah. like and and this this looks like it, like it's just so much better so good and like the fact that like he's you know you're not just getting like you know s- too many still shots you're getting like moments where he's actively moving around as a character and it still looks yeah. that good like fuck dude but who the, else the, i mean the they one thing be- that
1: the one thing that put me off was the uh was the voice a bit and i it was, think it was um, a bit off. they, they might have been better served to actually have like mark hamill do it and then maybe mm. it through an ai or something to make it sound younger but it just sounded a bit bit stunted you know
0: that was probably the only the
1: only like bone to pick i could with that with his appearance in this episode you know i do have i i can understand the people that are like just recast luke skywalker but then like the same people there that are getting pissed about like an ai or like the ai element or the deep faking to make Mm -hmm. somebody look like him are not going to be satisfied with a recasting, they're gonna be like this other person would have been better you know
0: yeah it's it's i mean it's gonna either way it's gonna do it's gonna bring some heat you know what i mean like yeah and i think at least particularly for now because like not just because of like the character of luke skywalker but because mark hamill is so held with esteem at this point for that role and for being just a broader member of like the the acting community uh like, I think it's best that they continue down this path, you know? Yeah, for, I, for the, for exactly. the, it's, it's not like they're going to be doing like, you know, 45 minute episodes with Luke Skywalker. And it's not like they're going to be doing a Luke Skywalker series. If they did, they'd probably recast it. But like, i think they even i think that's just that's not something that the studio wants to pursue clearly yeah i don't think it's
1: i don't think it's in the cards yeah clearly because they're writing grogu being a jedi out because somebody in the continuity department was like oh guys kylo ren's gonna kill him in 19 years uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) but that was one of the issues right like like what the fuck is r2 doing with Luke skywalker when he supposedly hasn't seen Luke Skywalker for like 30 years or some shit. Right. Right? Well, like, no, it
1: was, it was, it was, it wasn't that I remember Luke had like, he had R2 was like deactivated in the force awakens and Luke yeah. had just like left him.
0: Yeah. There's like some shit, some shit where they hadn't been like, uh in like around each other but i guess this maybe that'll happen later either way so but the, that the, like those two aren't the only people you see and you don't it's you know you also yeah. get a brief cameo
1: from who uh well first we should talk about Cobb vance though sure let's talk about Cobb vance because the 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 blue elephant in the room will come up in the moment
0: Okay. So moving away from that Luke Skywalker sequence and the planet, yes. the Jedi Temple and all that the, stuff. The, the, the uh, opening
1: sequence with Cobb Vance, the yeah. very Western-style standoff with the uh, with the Pikes was very fun.
0: It was. It was It was surprising that his character was back. I don't mind his character. Yeah, I definitely that was didn't, didn't mind the character, but I was like, okay, okay.
1: yeah, It fits, you know? Especially with the vibe of Book of Boba Fett and, yeah. the, and the vibe of Mandalorian, it works. It's a character okay. that goes back to the origins of star wars in the westerns you know yeah. so much of um han solo's inspiration was that and so much of just like the tattooing stuff in the movies was that as well so yeah good little wink a good little wink and a overt wink and a nod and even in the standoff scene the shot timing lines up with the good bad and the ugly by like a millisecond shot mm-hmm. to shot Nice. So it's like there's a lot of references in that, and I really enjoy it. So, yeah.
0: No, it's a, yeah, it's a, it, it's interesting because it just reestablishes that. I mean, that sequence in particular reestablishes that, you know, the dude's just as formidable as always, even without the armor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. Fun way to bring back a character like that that had a relatively small role at the beginning of The Mandalorian season two. Yeah. But was fun. And I think like everyone ended that episode with like, yeah, we'll see him again. So it was nice to see, just like with no heads up, that this guy's coming back. Yeah, but why do we see him? Because fucking Cad Bane shows up and shoots him in the chest. Well, first though, we see him well, because okay, the Mandalorian well,
0: look, the Mandalorian shows right. up to try to to try to persuade him to apparently get a garrison of fucking citizens to fight for him, which yeah. seemed really really out of the blue, to be honest. But like, it looked like he had it in the bag, and and then yeah. When Mandalorian leaves, like some shit goes down.
1: Like, Cad Bane, man. Dude, Cad Bane showing up in this was more surprising than seeing Luke. I had a feeling we'd see Luke. And we're also forgetting about Ahsoka. Ahsoka briefly showed up, which is a fucking crazy thing seeing Ahsoka talking with Luke Skywalker.
0: They dropped, yeah, that alone was really great. But they dropped, yeah, they dropped all, like, you know, it was, you know, multiple characters in this fucking episode. And yeah, yeah, Cad Bane showing up was absolutely bonkers it was completely you watched the clone
1: wars and stuff yeah
0: yeah i've watched most of it i'm familiar with the Enough. character and like it, it makes you know it it makes sense in like a show centered kind of around one of the most infamous bounty hunters that they're going to pull some of the more popular characters so they can't yeah. like in that you know in that in that way so it was kind of cool because this you know you you think is going to be a character maybe you just get like a nod to being out there or something but yeah. like you get a very big nod to being him, him being out there by just that fucking quick draw, man. So cool. shit, dude. Yeah. It was, it it was nuts. And, but it's also
1: an incredibly effective translation of the character design as well. In my opinion, I know that there, as always, Um, some haters are out there. Yeah. There's been a bit of controversy because he was bluer in the, it, I hate that shit. He's not blue enough in live action. You're, animation is stylized just, you fuckers yeah.
0: it's just so funny to me it's like you're gonna pick like such a small bone like that dude like he's he's a slightly lighter lighter toned blue and his eyes might not be as wide or something and it's like fuck the hell off like yeah, i know it doesn't
1: it's like this character me, looks so dope right now and he's standing right fucking there like, it's, you know it would have been it would have been fucked up and like people would have a right to be upset if you didn't immediately look at it and be like, "Holy shit, it's bang
0: <laughs> you know?
1: Dude, like you I didn't even that, you didn't even
0: need to see him up close to know. You saw the I'm silhouette, walking, and a you're a like, cat. "You're like that's motherfucking Bang coming up this to come up with this guy, dude." Like, yeah, that's how much people people know that character.
1: And yeah, yeah. So it was it was cool seeing that Dave Filoni directed it as well because he. He, like Ahsoka character he made Cad Bane character that he came up with like they premiered in his run of the Clone Wars mm-hmm. so I I really I thought that that was pretty fun bringing, bringing both those characters back in his episode Hell yeah. it, makes, it makes me wonder if he's going to be because uh, Robert Rodriguez is show running the book of both that mm-hmm. John Favreau is running the, man, the Mandalorian I'm curious if Dave Filoni is going to show run Ahsoka
0: I mean, maybe he seems like he's, 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 he seems like he's more busy. He's over overall kind of dabbling in, in, you know, helping everything. So I wonder if that's just like the, I mean, it's working for him. So I wonder if that's going to be a precedent and maybe he keeps just popping up as like a director or something. I'm not like, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but like, I just feel like he's like a resource that is worth Keeping spread, you know, out a yeah. little bit because he's just so talented just a at this Star little bit Wars. Spices, you know, dude. Just, that's what I'm saying, man. But I don't just know. Just drop man. I mean, a
1: bit and everything, you know.
0: I mean, either way, I guarantee you that they're gonna, there's no, there's not going to be any felony short shortage in Ahsoka because, as you said, like you know, that was a character that that was brought a, that's brought to life of in you know his yeah, and so there's no way that they'd be moving forward without his input you know what I mean
1: yeah absolutely especially because it's probably going to be rounding out her character mm-hmm. Like I, I imagine that's her swan song you know like I, know, she's... I mean
0: much like Bo- Book of Boba Fett like I don't I don't like want to hold my breath for more seasons you know yeah. I, I really hope that they just do really solid work with like a great story you know spread out for the like one series and then like that's
1: the story if the character but... sticks around they stick around you know yeah, but, but not, don't expect them to have their own show again.
0: Yeah, not every new show needs to be the Mandalorian, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah,
0: but anyway, think so so you think also new
1: shows that might as well be given universes the Mandalorian. Ooh.
0: Peacemaker. dude, we got motherfucking Peacemaker. Okay, so last we picked up with Peacemaker, I think, like right before this episode, I think was what like they they do like he's he's got his little you know butterfly friend trapped in the jar he's got yeah you know like his dad's now gun like his dad's suspicious of him at least in this episode
1: man, they murder murdered fucking gorilla,
0: right? crazy man it,
1: they yeah. killed the gorilla with the they kill
0: off. yeah yeah the economos,
1: economos.
0: <laughs> I love Arguably, that
1: vigilante gets graduated. mad
0: because because he was just like he was like I mentioned that I wanted to kill somebody with a chainsaw like 15 minutes before this. <laughs> but like with this most recent episode that dropped like shit like fucking hit the fan man like yeah.
1: I mean you get to, you get to figure out what the deal is with Mern. Yeah. Mer- that motherfucking... so like I'm
0: still kind of confused a little bit with him so like he's a butterfly but
1: but he's like the he's- sole person that was against yeah. Like okay, so
0: so he's kind of like on he's kind of on the human side. Yeah. <laughs> so random. And he story. and he
1: occupied the worst person he could find.
0: Yeah. Uh, and which
1: interesting moral discussion as well, you know. Fair.
0: Um. Well, and I mean, especially because later, they, you know, one of the things you see during this episode is the unleashing of of, of some butterflies, or particularly how how they really enter like somebody brutal uh, and it's fucking brutal dude. The detective. Um, Oh my God. What's her name? Sophie. Uh, Yeah. So this is, uh, when she gets, you know, fucking infected by the, the one that peacemaker was keeping in a goth, I guess is what they refer to him as. Yeah. Um, like that was so fucking nuts dude it's like she's like you know you're seizing up and like blood splattering from your fucking mouth and shit and like i mean she's getting
1: burrowed into right oh uh, yeah dude
0: it's fucking gnarly could you imagine then, that shit happening
1: Duh. no Jesus I, I, Christ. I, I, <laughs> and then even that later in the uh episode when the butterflies take over the police and get all the convicts i was like yeah. oh god it was like a brutal scene to watch
0: it was gnarly, but there's, I want, and this is something I want to talk, I want to mention. This show has done, in this episode and other episodes, mm-hmm. such amazing uh, practical effects at times. Where oh, yeah, it, you I know, right. one one of the cool things in this room, and it may seem small, but like in this sequence, at one point you're seeing like a, almost like an entire room full of like detectives and police officers laying on the ground, seizing and convulsing, and they're all spitting up real fake blood out of their mouths and like doing awesome. this thing. And I thought it was so fucking cool. And another episode, uh, no, is the episode with the gorilla, dude, like some of the practical effects and that like that they use, like hacking up shit and like blowing up shit along the way. Like it's been so yeah. fucking cool. And uh yeah, it, it it's I think. I think it was one of those particularly effective methods, like with the butterflies, you know, going in <sighs> the people's mouths, they really like nailed it. But it, you know, that you alone also, you was also, leave, crazy. But-
1: you also leave the episode off, seeing that the white dragon's going after Peacemaker. Dude, what what a jackass
0: dude. the white dragon his suit looks fucking like his suit looks like I will say this in terms of like creating a like a fairly comic accurate like super suit for live action looks cool on the money but as like a, a superhero costume of sorts. It looks fucking douchey. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's sort of the point, right?
0: Exactly. Plays,
1: like, when vigilante's <laughs> in prison with the white supremacists, he just points out all of their like ideological flaws. Oh yeah. Like how even the culture that they tout as like white is just has been touched and influences influenced by others. Oh yeah. They're just in denial. And they're yeah. like, yeah, obviously this like metal as fuck over-the-top ridiculous suit that screams i'm a super villain it's
0: just it's ridiculous but i will hail this man like the 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 boldness words oh fair enough the boldness of of the (laughs) of like the, the the costume colors and just like the the like I don't know the the go for like like comic actress or like something yeah. that would pop off of a comic book page at least like really stands out in this show. Whether it's his costume, like Peacemaker's costume, which you know you Vigilante saw as well yeah, yeah, Vigilante, like like there's just really great. Uh, and then you look at the Suicide Squad as well, show. exactly. And this all starts with that with that and like again, it's it's you know it like just owning that and just like making it a part like there's parts in this episode where vigilante and um and peacemaker are trying to escape the police from his place and they're like sneaking around through the trees and kept i couldn't help but think how fucking stupid it must be for peacemaker in a bright bright red shirt and white pants to try and sneak (laughs) around some green trees i was like this guy's just gonna stick out anyway this fucking idiot like
1: (laughs) god (laughs) yeah yeah, i thought that was funny
0: like like i feel like that was you know years ago Yeah, years ago it would have been like, like, oh no, we got to make his costume like a little more uh, sleek and uh, something that like you know doesn't look so outlandish. It's you know, uh, like that's the fucking as,
1: point. Like, as badass as I still think it looks, I think the prime example of that is the Captain America suit from the beginning of the Winter Soldier. Oh, where it's very, like the yeah. shield—they repainted the shield for that scene because it was yeah. a stealth mission. Yeah, it's a great suit. It's a great suit but it's the embodiment of like that era or like uh henry cavill's uh, man of steel suit yeah fair. Like, where they toned it down like it makes sense in your fucking call of duty sepia tone world that we all were living in the early 2010s mm-hmm. but like and
0: well even further like you know going back to like superman returns as fucking brandon routh dude like everybody yeah. like immediately when that costume was revealed there's such huge backlash because it was like it's more like a fucking dark crimson. What's it? What's he wearing? Maroon? <laughs> <laughs> like you know? It's like Jesus Christ, people. Uh, but, but you know, anyway. So this this show just really uh, continues to fucking nail it, man. And I, I'm excited I can, for
1: I'm excited for the finale next week.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited for. I can't wait to see where this goes because it leaves off on such a hanger, right? So you yeah. find out Ad, uh, Abadayo the fucking planted this diary in Peacemaker's house. That and you knew about that, but you're just like, what the fuck is in the diary? And and then yeah, he you was find out he was
1: gonna be the fall guy for everything. Yeah, dude. What the fuck?
0: Like, I was like, oh Brutal. my God. And so, you know, like the the police force is out to get him. Well, you know, yeah. the law enforcement's going after him now at this point, And he's gotta fucking deal with the butterflies still.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, a mineral police force of butterflies. Yeah. It's fucking do- it's gonna be fucking nuts you know, before we get on to our last, uh, oh. last, or last story, there's going to be another suicide squad spinoff show. I, that
0: I heard James that James Gunn, Gunn wanted developed. to do one.
1: Yeah. It's in I, production.
0: That's cool. That's awesome. I mean, like, I think if you can continue to pick some of these characters, you know, and just open them up a little bit, make their make the world like, you know, ridiculous yeah. and breathe in, it'll fucking go a long way. You know, um, just
1: in, just in thinking about that, um, <laughs> with the, uh, what, at what? At what? At the beginning, large roster of characters. By the end, there's like four left. King Shark's not getting his own show. No, that be boring. Harley Quinn, no, no. Um, I don't think Idris Elba is doing an HBO show for Bloodsport. No, I think it's Ratcatcher.
0: I mean, it, maybe it could be. If it's a sequel, you it know, would, it would be interesting. But like the the problem is, you're gonna have to really find some way to make that. I don't know it, it, like I don't, she wasn't like the most compelling character that's the problem I like, agree. because because in that movie you like she was kind of like the heart and soul of the, of the movie yeah in a lot of ways and like so you had to kind of have to be like more of a like almost I, I can't see it being as fun as peacemaker but i would love to see me be wrong like i would that, that, that'd yeah. also be really fucking like cool to just see develop i also, it develop, you I also know? thought
1: I, peacemaker was a stupid idea you know <laughs>
0: dude i was on board with peacemaker man like i was like i, I, I was, was like this shows sold. like no like no way this is going to be like lame it's just going to be stupid at very I at wasn't very best sold it's going to be fun at finished, most.
1: until i finished the suicide squad you know fair enough
0: yeah but i am interested to see what he does um because you know like and i mentioned this to you like uh one of the things i recently read was that harcourt and potentially other members and i imagine that's economos and maybe you know some you know. Anybody else from from this team that that you see on Peacemaker is supposedly showing up in uh Black Adam, um the Black Adam movie coming out, and it had yeah. me thinking like it'd be really interesting. You know, this is one of the things I I think really uh, helped make Marvel movies successful early on was that you low key had eight. I mean, they alluded to it in Avengers. Low key, you had Agent Phil L- Coulson you had phil colson like kind of it. finding all these characters together right so if you yeah. can find some sort of way to keep a humanized element popping up in all these you know greater than human movies or shows or whatever like it can provide a conduit of connectivity and i was yeah. wondering i'm like that might be something they're trying to do with characters like hardcore and maybe like you know they some of the, the other milk. members of this team well yeah and really, if, you, act- if, if you balance it out they have a really good you know uh dynamic of like comedy and and you know uh i don't know i don't know anyway you know, the, i just think the woman that the place
1: the one who plays harcourt's uh james gunn's wife
0: oh i did not know that
1: yeah I, I i like uh there's a he posted something on instagram and it came up and i was like holy shit
0: that's wild yeah well, she yeah. does a good. I mean, she does a good job for the character. I think. I, I just think it'd be like I said. I think yeah. it'd be interesting to create some sort of connective thing, and maybe that's what they're doing with that. Because I'd I wouldn't mind seeing I, them I like, like pop like... up on the scene of something. You know.
1: Yeah, and they're good every, every pseudo everyman characters. More so, Obadiah and uh, and uh, Economos are mm. sort of those everyman types. Yeah, Harcourt's Harcourt's a bit more like rough. You know.
0: Yeah, I just don't see them like continuing on. With Abadayo's character too much because she seems because so. she seems very adverse to what she's doing and so like I don't think they're gonna be like continuing her involvement
1: in this world you know overall I don't know like, though maybe maybe that's maybe that's her deal at the end it's like she realizes that she is cut out for this
0: maybe I mean she is kind of cutthroat at times you know
1: she's fucking ruthless <laughs> yeah
0: yeah speaking of ruthless I want to use that as a segue right into something that I wanted to talk about um. Dude, like, we've recently had, like, the, the Amazon announcement of their Lord of the Rings show.
1: Yes. So Which, I want to preface. I've watched all the Lord of the Rings films. I'm not, like, a huge fan, you know? I get mm. it, but I'm not super into everything.
0: Have you ever read the books? Like, I've not. That, that I think, it's, a, it's one of I those things that, you know, it's one of those things that, like... You either dig it, you dig into the world, or you don't. You know, and there's like there's you know, dab. You can definitely dabble. Like it's like because of the movies got became so big, they like open up the the availability. I think you know of to yeah. for well, people it's, to, to it's look at Lord, Lord of the Rings accessibility. Excuse me. Yeah, and I think that
1: Not either one works.
0: I think that uh, you know, I, it's one of those properties like you can go so deep with. That that Absolutely. you know it you can get buried, but but anyway, so Amazon like they're not. It's kind of false to call it a Lord of the Rings show, you know what I mean? But they're it's definitely a
1: prequel, right?
0: Yeah, they're definitely riding the coattails of that popularity of the title. Like Peter Jackson to the to the point where Peter Jackson's had to go out of his way to say, "I'm not affiliated with this show," you know. Like interesting, you know, because because he's synonymous with Lord of the Rings now. Um, yeah, and you know. So anyway, but it looks like it's going to be really interesting. Amazon, I will say, has actually had a fairly good track record of producing like good quality programs. Like, absolutely. uh, Like, you know, and so I have some faith in their studio putting some money behind this. It's called, uh, I believe it's called Ring, the Ring of Power or the Rings of Power. Um, Yeah, something like that. And it's going to be centered around, yeah, it's like a, it's centered around like the second age of middle earth where Sauron is developing his power and the rings that he builds for all, like, you know, the elves, the dwarves the men, uh, they're, they're being made and dispersed and, you know, things are starting to take hold, you know? And so it's a really interesting unexplored time in, in middle earth, like something you only really get a glimpse of in passing in the movies, you know? Um, Yeah. And, you know, it also will focus on the elven island of Numenor where like, you know, it's the elves go to near the end of their lives and, you know, just live mysteriously forever. <laughs> you know, or yeah, whatever. yeah that, I know. It's all these interesting elements that you've never explored in a visual property for, you know.
1: You know, um, one, one of the interesting things, and um, I think, it's a, it's such a world that I haven't really do- dove into. Like I've never really read the books. Mm. I know I have watched the movies. I played the the two of the games, uh, Shadow of Mordor, and Shadow of War, ah. which interestingly uh, they're getting sued. <laughs> so <laughs> they uh, for apparently uh, stealing uh, Assassin's Creed uh, mobility function. Mm. Um, yeah, um, but they're also make like. Like a month ago, they uh released the first trailer for uh, Lord of the Rings Go- Gollum. What am I saying? Who am I thinking of? I
0: don't know. Uh,
1: again, my pr- Yeah, Gollum. I don't know why I was so hesitant with that. Um, Lord of the Rings Gollum. They're making a Gollum-centric game.
0: That I mean, that's interesting. Kind of. I, I'll send I, you
1: the trailer after this. I mean, yeah. it's one of those things of like I'm. I'm aware of the property. I'm aware of the IP. I'm. I've enjoyed it but it's never something like I'm in line for like Star wars you know yeah yeah definitely I think that might that might also have to do with the fact that for for new listeners me and Jared are almost ten years like an age apart mm. like I'm That's in true. like yeah and and like uh when the Lord of the Rings films were being released I was a fucking kid you were like a teenager at that point when they were in their heyday you know yeah yeah and I mean I remember, uh, yeah. So I always, I got that, I got that stuff when like the hype had already died down, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I watched it, I enjoyed it. And I was like, all right, time to move on, you know? Oh, yeah. Vers- versus like definitely like being both of us right now, we are both of mature enough minds to be in like the MCU heyday. hate it. We like get <laughs> why this is a big deal. me is like a little kid, I probably like watch 30 seconds before going like bullshitting, like without paying any attention to the movie again, you know?
0: yeah i mean yeah it's you know i i think it's this uh, there's a lot to attribute to that like the the hugeness of like the the lord of the rings movies and how they like took over like there's still some of the movies that have made like have like won the most academy awards you know what i mean yeah that's incredible like shit like that like for these huge uh like fantasy movies to go so far but i mean you can't you can't just give credit to those works peter jackson pulled off miracles with those films and you know forever can will help compel forward like the 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 love and attention for Lord that Lord of the Rings and J.R.R. Tolkien's works will get, you know exactly like that source material was so deep and so fucking like like it's just dude like the the world that that Tolkien built it's heavily
1: inspired everything that's come since
0: yeah it's just it's just nuts it's a it's
1: a genre defining piece of art
0: like you think about we talk about how Star Wars has so much uh. Room to breathe and build, like yeah, like there's there's so much of that all like with Lord of the the Lord of the Rings properties, the Middle Earth properties. You know, yeah. there's there's legends and there's and there's thing, there's periods of time that have been carved out, and there's just you know life to be breathed into it. And I don't know, it's just exciting to see that. So I'm really hoping that Amazon pulls something off. And we'll
1: I mean, I'm, we'll I'm exci- they Fucking do. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm interested. I'm gonna have to rewatch the movies. Because it's been a while, dude.
0: They're always and worth it- re watching, man. They're so fucking good.
1: They'll have to do all six, you know. Maybe get the in there,
0: all six is a stretch. You got back in the day we when it was just the Lord of the Rings ones, you'd do like you'd get your hands on. Like my my fucking dad, he had a box set of like the extended special edition. And so each one was oh, like, yeah. you know, three, them, like, four plus hours? hours, you know, like easily. And so the whole thing was like you and your fucking friends would try and like stay up and binge watch like 10 hours of Lord of the Rings.
1: <laughs> you know, the closest thing I ever did to that was, oh God, this is so fucking lame. When I, when I was a teenager, me and some friends, this is my equivalent. We, for a friend's birthday, watched twenty-seven hours of Fast and Furious, and then went and watched Fast Six. Oh,
0: hey uh, man, there's nothing hey. as entertaining as a Fast and Furious binge. That's fucking sure. I mean, is there though? The, the corn dogs know it. The corn. <laughs>
1: we did it. We did it for the show. We did four times a shot. Exactly. We sat in my apartment and watched Tokyo Drift and fucking fast forward the most forgettable Bad. movie ever made that's right <laughs> oh god uh, and
0: you know we got another one to look forward to eventually also so Ooh,
1: the end of the saga will the, the rock return He's not. the dead. end of the family
0: oh that's a bit of that's a last bit of, of uh, news for you we'll end on that the Jason Momoa apparently has been working out a deal uh, to be you know cast in a role in the last Fast and Furious movie
1: fuck yeah why so, not?
0: Why the fuck not? Throw them, Can, throw them the fuck in there, dude.
1: Can't wait to see him fall through a Doctor Strange portal <laughs> in his uh, Aquaman costume? <laughs> He's be gonna fun. be like, "Am I part of the family now?" Yeah,
0: <laughs> dude, that would be the ultimate. the 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 Fast and Furious conclusion is that it's just a branch of the
1: multiverse in the MCU. <laughs> That'd be fucking <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. I all the memes of like when there was the, the clip accidentally releasing a blizzard getting punched. Oh yeah yeah and the one with Vin Diesel hopping out of the car was <laughs> is the best one. Fuck. Oh god. Alright, all well,
0: right. we're gonna leave it on there. I, I, it's just, been real. You make sure you uh, do yourselves a favor dip yourself in some batter and turn yourself into a corn dog and listen to old heart radio
1: (laughs) (laughs) go follow all this stuff instagram twitter youtube listen to the other podcasts we got more on the way you know what to do all right we'll leave it there see you all later